Hello, and welcome to the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. I'm your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. I've been studying the Tao Te Ching for just short of a year now, and have reconnected with a natural feeling of inner peace and contentment. I don't hold a doctorate, nor am I qualified to teach anything about the Tao Te Ching. I'm just an ordinary person who has experienced the wonderful side effects of following the Tao. Since everyone's experience with this wisdom is different, the only thing that I can hope for is that mine helps you to connect with a Tao in your own unique, personal way. Feel free to listen to each episode a day at a time, or anytime you need a quick Tao shot. You can listen while you're on your way to work, or after that, when you're winding down. It's always a good time to observe the Tao. In each episode, we'll do four things. One, we'll read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, I'll break it down into everyday language. Three, I'll share my own thoughts and experience. And four, I'll leave you with a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. Thanks for joining me today, and enjoy this episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. Verse 25, the Tao within you. There was something featureless yet complete, born before heaven and earth, silent, amorphous. It stood alone and unchanging. We may regard it as the mother of heaven and earth. Not knowing its name, I style it the way. If forced to give it a name, I would call it great. Being great implies flowing ever onward. Flowing ever onward implies far-reaching. Far-reaching implies reversal. The way is great. Heaven is great. Earth is great. The king, too, is great. Within the realm there are four greats, and the king is one among them. Humans pattern themselves on earth. Earth patterns itself on heaven. Heaven patterns itself on the way. And the way patterns itself on itself. That's verse 25 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Victor Mayer. Next, let's break it down. This verse has three parts to it, and we'll take each part, one idea, at a time. Part one is the infinite always in motion Tao. Part two are the four common observations of the Tao. And part three is knowing the Tao from within. So in part one, we're talking about the infinite always in motion Tao. This has been a theme that we've heard before. Basically, we're saying that there was something featureless yet complete born before heaven and earth. And Lao Tzu says, if forced to give it a name, he would call it great. 
Okay, so the second part is where we're talking about four observations of the Tao. And I feel like that's where we're talking about what is great. So the way is great. Heaven is great. And by heaven, I think we'll talk about it a little more, but heaven seems to mean basically the space between the earth and space. (laughs) So the way and then heaven and then earth is great. And he says the king too is great. So I was wondering what he meant by that. In general, I think we can say that the king means humanity or in some other texts, it calls it the master of the animals and the <laughs> and everything on earth. Basically, we're talking about humans and probably could expand that into consciousness and all its many forms. So the consciousness, too, is great. For discussion purposes, I think we can just call the king humanity and leave it synonymous at that, and we'll be okay. Okay, and then part three says... Well, okay, you can observe all these great things. And if you can do that, based on what we know about how the Tao patterns itself, then we can know the Tao from within ourselves. Okay, so we'll get into that in detail. But uh, for purposes of the introduction here, we can just say verse 25 has three parts. And part one says that there's the infinite always in motion Tao. And part two talks about the four common observations of the Tao. And part three says, well, we can know the Tao by looking inside or knowing the Tao from within. Okay, so let's put that back together. I'll read verse 25 again. There was something featureless yet complete, born before heaven and earth, silent, amorphous, It stood alone and unchanging. We may regard it as the mother of heaven and earth. Not knowing its name, I style it the way. If forced to give it a name, I would call it great. Being great implies flowing ever onward. Flowing ever onward implies far-reaching. Far-reaching implies reversal. The way is great. Heaven is great. Earth is great. The king, too, is great. Within the realm there are four greats, and the king is one among them. Humans pattern themselves on earth. Earth patterns itself on heaven. Heaven patterns itself on the way. The way patterns itself on itself. Let's take a look at some of the things that this verse made me think about today when considering the Tao within you. There are three things. Number one is considering infinity from another point of view. Number two is recurring patterns in infinity. And number three is experiencing the Tao in others. So for the first two parts, I'd like you to bear with me if you can. We get a little bit of esoteric when we're talking about considering infinity from another point of view and recurring patterns in infinity. And if it's a little too complicated, that's totally okay. When I was thinking about this, I uh, will admit that I got a little like (laughs) out there. But I think what we are able to do is in the third part, we can just kind of tie that all back in together. So let's jump in. 
Considering Infinity from Another Point of View. The cool thing about Infinity is that there are, by nature of its definition, an infinite number of ways to consider it. In verse 4, we considered infinity from our point of view. That is, in our meditation, we went out to the galaxy's edge and looked as far as we could towards the edge of the universe. Then we came back and went in the other direction to have a look at subatomic particles. You know, the ones we talked about in verse 21 when we discussed the quantum Tao. So in the first part of this verse, Lao Tzu asked us to contemplate the Tao from a different or another point of view. First, he looks beyond time and space and says the Tao existed before anything existed. And it didn't really exist the way we commonly think about it. It's almost as if it existed in this quantum state, both existing and not existing. I mean, that concept of manifest and unmanifest is one that we've talked about before, isn't it? Okay, then he expresses the inadequacy of language. He says, I don't know what its name is, but I'll just call it the way or the Tao. It's far reaching and totally out there. But then he drops the nugget that makes me realize why we're discussing this yet again. He says, being far reaching, it has an origin point. So I feel like he's calling us to consider the Tao as this ever expanding, ever reaching out thing that pretty much doesn't have an end, but maybe kind of has a beginning. Like maybe not a beginning, but a common point to everything. So maybe not like an origin per se, but because that would violate this idea of infinity, right? But maybe a property that is common to all that it touches. So we're kind of starting out with this linear concept when we say far-reaching and out there. But then we're saying that, wait a minute, that implies a beginning, which if you have a beginning, there would imply an end, right? And infinity, by definition, has neither of those. So let's consider that this thing we address is the Tao, although it is far-reaching, is only far-reaching because we are observing it as so. If we suspend our human or linear observation, maybe we can consider it this way. The Tao is in everything. There is nothing or nowhere it doesn't touch. And if that's the case, if the Tao is in you, in me, the rock, the tree, the furniture, and the space between it, then this kind of means we are made of and possess the same thing, which makes us all Tao. Like the only absolute and whatever reality we find ourselves observing at the moment is all of the one thing or no thing we inadequately describe as the Tao, which means that though we perceive separation between us physically, it simply isn't so. We are bound by the Tao. Recurring Patterns in Infinity I really like the dynamic motion of thought in this verse. It reminds me of mentally stretching a rubber band back and forth. In the previous part, we explore this whole reaching out and reverting to the original point, only infinity. So, weirdly enough, we're zooming in and out, but once we realize we're doing that in this infinite space, we come to understand that we're just exploring different viewpoints. Two of an actually infinite number of viewpoints rather than scale. Uh, okay, so <laughs> that's, that's kind of trippy. 
All right, so now for some more trippiness, and thank you for bearing with me so far. I'd like to bring up the concept of fractals, as it seems that this discussion is totally appropriate now. We discussed fractals a little bit during episode four when we were just dipping our toes into it. Anyways, fractals are basically things that have recurring patterns of themselves. They're all around us. Consider a tree, for example. A tree has branches, and those branches are like mini trees. They act the same way, only they're a little smaller. And each of those branches has leaves. If you look closely at the leaves, you'll see a structure on them very similar to the tree and its branches. So in this case, we see that on multiple levels, this pattern of branches keeps repeating itself from the big to the small. Do you remember in episode four how we looked at atoms and then saw a similarity in the solar system and then saw a similar pattern in the galaxy? Fractals. They're everywhere. And I'd even challenge you to see how many you can observe today because they're all over the place. So we don't have to merely observe them in nature. I think we can observe fractals in our thinking too. In the second part of the verse, there are different translations or shades of infinity that are used, but the idea is the same. In one translation, Lao Tzu says the Tao is great, heaven is great, the earth is great, and humanity is great. And another, the translator uses the very simple, big. Yet another says grand. So what we're doing is we're laying out this fractal idea of greatness or bigness or grandness, which makes sense, right? Infinity repeating itself forever. (laughs) That's very tidy, isn't it? So if the Tao is infinite and heaven is infinite, and when we say heaven, I think it just means the concept of the space above earth. Heaven has this vastness about it. And maybe if we're looking at this concept of infinity, how does the space between the Tao and earth get away with being infinite? I don't think we're talking about the actual atoms that are involved that make it up. I think we're talking about this layer of space between our reality and the Tao. In his book, How to Know God, Deepak Chopra calls this layer the quantum layer, where all is possible but not yet formed. Okay, so moving on a little bit beyond the heaven thing, we could say that the earth is great. That seems to me to be the layer of the Tao's manifested things of which humanity is a part. So since we are expressions and manifestations of the Tao, we must also be great or big or infinite. It's a little counterintuitive though. How can we all be infinite? Because we're all part of this recurring of the Tao of infinity. That's how. So there's more trippiness. Okay, so we've got one more mental stretch in the third part of this verse. And this kind of led me to to a place where I can take this seemingly esoteric concept and apply it in my daily life. So let's talk about experiencing the Tao in others. Experiencing the Tao in others. In the third part of this verse, Lao Tzu is leading us out into the opposite direction again. He starts with humanity this time, but the fractal concept remains the same. So if humanity models itself after the earth, that's to say that we may look to nature and see examples of how we are put together, the governing principles that show us how we work inside. 
Which would make sense if we are a smaller reoccurring pattern of the Earth or physical reality. The Earth, then, is modeled after the quantum layer, or the heaven. And the heaven models itself after the Tao. So now we're all the way back up the fractal chain again when Lao Tzu drops the final bomb that the Tao models itself after itself. (laughs) So I present the final level of trippiness. (laughs) So my main takeaway here is this, that if we find ourselves in one pattern of many things that keep repeating themselves, we don't have to look very far to see things about us. We can observe ourselves from without look around us, understand some principles of nature, and then apply them directly back to our inner workings. Biologically, this is sound, insofar as I can understand in general how things work. I mean, there are differences between cats and humans, right? But the idea of cell division, life, and how we move around with muscles and skeletons, all of that, it's kind of the same. So can't we observe how the Dell works and use that to understand ourselves better? I think that we can, yeah. And we've got an awesome guide to help us through that, the 2,500-year-old Lao Tzu himself. What I've been able to do is to use this concept to respect, love, and appreciate others in my life. And I'm not just talking about those who are close to me. I'm also talking about other people who I wouldn't interact with directly. In previous verses... One of the common themes has been an active practice of humility, looking at different ways we can remain humble, and this verse is no exception. But how? Well, by simply recognizing the greatness in every person we meet, recognizing greatness in those places we don't think we can find it. For example, we can consider that everyone on the road this morning has a life, has a version of reality that we don't. Everyone has a unique perspective. Like facets of a diamond, all these perspectives create a much, much larger picture of reality. Now let's consider other members of society. How about the people who don't have a home? The ones who live outside or on the street? They are great facets of the Tao too, aren't they? I wonder what their reality looks like. I wonder how they experience greatness great sorrow, great elation when presented with the simple things. Everyone is great. By allowing myself to consider this and then looking for examples, I can once more realize that I am a part of something much, much greater than myself. I can practice humility, which can transcend this feeling of existential angst to which I sometimes find myself subscribing. I can more easily practice kindness, compassion, and love. And when genuine, these feelings are far better than the ones I get when I'm trying to make the world understand how great I am. All of a sudden, I become the Tao. So that'll wrap up my experience with this verse today. And considering the Tao within you, I thought about three things. The first one is considering infinity from another point of view. The second was recurring patterns in infinity. And the third was experiencing the Tao in others.
For the final piece of this episode, let's consider how we can apply the principle of the Tao within you in this verse today. There are three things we can recognize. We can recognize greatness in people that annoy us. (laughs) We can recognize greatness in people we don't know. And we can recognize greatness we see in ourselves. I've experienced what has been for me a lot of growth since I began my journey with the Tao. But it's funny, not all growth comes from reading and contemplation. Remember how we talked about that whole, you must experience the Tao, you can't read about it thing? Well, I like to think of the reading as a map where I'm using it to help me stay aware and look for signposts. I experience growth with mere observation, true, but there's another kind of growth that can sometimes be less appealing, but worth it after all. I'm talking about those people who annoy me. (laughs) It could be anyone, my spouse, my colleagues, or my friends. Normally, I don't really want to deal with agitation, so I'll do my best to forgive and move on. But yo, there are some times when I just... I just have a really hard time doing that. It's in those moments that I may recognize that there is a lesson to be learned. And that's why people that annoy me are great. It's because they have a key that they are willing to give me unconditionally so that I may unlock yet another way to humble myself and enter the Tao more fully. So here's how I can learn from them. I'll see what annoys me about them, their behavior, their quirks, Then I'll look inside myself, keeping in mind that what I am annoyed by is really just a reflection of what I find unacceptable in some sort of way. I ask myself, why is this person annoying me? What type of insecurity does their behavior stir up in me? And then I ask, why do I have that insecurity? Like, what have I done myself to create that insecurity? Once I can recognize that, I can see where that insecurity has come from. Tendencies to be prideful, lazy, selfish, you know, that kind of thing. And then once I know that, I can apply that tendency's opposite with active practice. Okay, so practice is the key word here. It takes time to rewire my brain. So consistent, sustainable effort in practicing humility, willingness, compassion, those sorts of things is how I get there. So yes, I can recognize the greatness in those about me that are annoying. It turns out that they become, if I'm open to it, my greatest teachers. How great is that? Alright, well, let's now have a look at the strangers we see around us. The people on the road, on the metro, in the market. Have you ever people watched? You probably have if you're human. (laughs) Each of those people you see came into the world in a way very similar to you. We were born by a biological mother. We developed a sense of self as we grew. We then developed a view of reality. Now think back to your own experience. Weren't there some really great times you had? And what about those other people? I wonder what great experiences they've had. What would it be like to know all the ways that they've had experiences with the Tao, whether they call it that or not? 
Can we imagine for a moment that the people we see as strangers most likely have similar feelings to us? That they too probably struggle with something. These can be people who live in mansions or people that have no place to call a home. Regardless of their background or situation, aren't they going through life just like us? Overcoming challenges unique to their perspective? Aren't they heroes in this sense? Aren't they great? Finally, let's consider ourselves and our greatness for a moment. We, just like others, have our own unique perspective on things. We are leaders. We're teachers. I don't know about you, but I know I definitely annoy other people in my life just by being myself. (laughs) I'm someone's great teacher. (laughs) I'll bet someone has wondered about my life from their point of view before. So we're all kind of looking at each other, learning from one another. Can you see how great this is? Can you see that by virtue of you being alive, you are helping others? Can you see that no matter what you're going through, what struggle you have, you're playing a part in something greater than is happening right now? Can you see that by playing your part, you're participating in this cosmic movement, the one that's always in motion, always manifesting and unmanifesting, always being? Can you see that you are the Tao? Okay, that'll wrap it up for today. To consider the principle of the Tao within you, we can do three things. Number one, we can recognize greatness in people that annoy us. Number two, we can recognize greatness in people we don't know. And number three, we can recognize greatness that we see in ourselves. To close out this episode, I will leave you with a final reading of verse 25 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Victor Mare. There was something featureless yet complete, born before heaven and earth, silent, amorphous. It stood alone and unchanging. We may regard it as the mother of heaven and earth. Not knowing its name, I style it the way. If forced to give it a name, I would call it great. Being great implies flowing ever onward. Flowing ever onward implies far-reaching. Far-reaching implies reversal. The way is great. Heaven is great. Earth is great. The king, too, is great. Within the realm, there are four greats, and the king is one among them. Humans pattern themselves on earth. Earth patterns itself on heaven. Heaven patterns itself on the way. And the way patterns itself on itself. Thanks for listening to an episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living with your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao Curious 
those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. In each episode, we do four things. One, we read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, we break it down into everyday language. Three, we discuss my own thoughts and experience with the Tao. And four, we look at a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. I'm pretty sure that as I learn about and experience more of the Tao, all my thoughts and lessons will change. I wish the same for you as you grow along your journey. If you found something meaningful in this podcast and would like to discuss it with others, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to the subreddit Taoism. That's reddit.com slash r slash Taoism. Also, I'd invite you to share this podcast with friends if you think it would benefit them. As always, I wish you love, compassion, and peace. Thanks for listening.